Welcome to the Vagina Rehab Doctor podcast. This is for all women, vagina CEOs, even men, and all people everywhere who want to better understand vaginal health. Y'all, I'm preaching the vagina gospel and sharing the truth worldwide. Hallelujah! I'm Dr. Janelle Howell, a pelvic floor physical therapist, and your go-to resource for all things vaginal health, pelvic floor fitness, and sexual wellness. I'm teaching you everything your mama didn't about your vagina. Y'all, welcome back to another episode of the Vagina Rehab Doctor Podcast. I want to thank y'all for listening, sharing, and subscribing. If you have been coming back to this podcast every Monday and you haven't followed the show yet, click those three buttons in the top right-hand corner, follow this show, subscribe, and please leave me a five-star review to help support my work. Y'all, we're getting into it today. My five fave foods for vaginal lubrication, drip, ovulation, and fertility. This is such an important topic because so many people are deciding to have babies older at an older age. And ovulation is not just for getting pregnant. It can support our bone health, our heart health our libido, and so many other things. And I want to let you know that even if you are not ovulating, these foods can help support your vaginal health. All right. So I'm going to share with you five foods. And all of these five foods I've taken from one of my ebooks called 50 Foods for Your Vagina. All of these five foods are in there, but they're only five of 50. So These are literally the foods that I love to eat on a regular basis. If you ask my boyfriend what foods I love to eat, he will tell you these foods here. These are the foods that I am trying to get on a weekly basis. Every single week, I'm having at least two or three of these. Now, let me tell you why. Number one is blueberries. Listen, blueberries are so high in antioxidants. And how do I know this? Because they drip in color. So antioxidants are these chemicals in the body that fight free radicals. Free radicals are unstable molecules that go around disrupting tissues, disrupting our cells, and eventually lead to things like inflammation and the formation of disease. So in order to fight free radicals naturally develop just from aging, just from being exposed to the sun, from stress, from eating processed foods, all of that. It is a natural thing that happens. And in order to fight these free radicals, we have to eat antioxidants, antioxidants, which preserve the health of these cells and fight inflammation. So you know how when you leave, let's say, a piece of fruit out on the counter if you leave it out there for a long time it starts to shrivel up and get wrinkled or if you leave up another type of food like an apple let's say you cut a green apple and you cut it and you leave it out for too long it starts to get brown that is what happens when those cells in the apple are getting exposed to oxygen it's getting oxidized so antioxidants preserve the health of that cell so our cells don't oxidize too quickly antioxidants as that apple that stays out on the counter gets exposed to more and more air it starts to essentially disintegrate right if we just leave a sliced piece of apple on the counter just by doing nothing to it it'll get brown and dark and it will disintegrate well what's going to keep our cells and our tissues especially that vaginal tissue amen what's going to keep that from disintegrating and 
being exposed to free radicals. These are the cells that go around disturbing our cells, disturbing our ovaries, disturbing our vagina. Antioxidants. So blueberries are high in antioxidants. And antioxidants usually come with a color, not all the time because there are antioxidants in things like garlic, which are white, but blueberries will drip in this bluish purplish color, right? If you just get blueberries, frozen blueberries from the grocery store and you pick up some with your hand, you're going to have all that purple stuff on your hands. That's good for the inside of your body. And this is why it's great for your vagina because blueberries are high in vitamin C and vitamin C helps to make collagen. Collagen is what makes up the walls of our vagina. All right. So, Collagen is a type of protein, but that type of protein cannot be made without sufficient vitamin C. Blueberries are bursting in vitamin C. So I try to have blueberries as much as possible and many other fruits and foods that are high in vitamin C as well. So that is number one, y'all. Get your blueberries this summer. Put it in your smoothie. Eat them raw. Take them frozen. Blueberry flavored this. Listen, blueberries are here for your vagina. Okay, you want to keep those vaginal walls strong and support them, even if we're having difficulties like vaginal atrophy, prolapse, prolapse, and so forth. Okay, number two is avocado. Listen, avocado is coming with the fiber. One avocado has almost half the amount of fiber that we're recommended to get for the whole day. One avocado has half of the amount of fiber that we need for the whole day. We need around 26 grams to 30 grams of fiber every single day. And what they're finding is that Americans on average typically have even lower amounts of fiber than many other countries in which they have better levels of health and longevity. So you want to at least be getting 26 grams of fiber. Now, confession, I don't always get there. Sometimes I'm really lacking in my fiber, but I'm going to tell y'all what we should be doing. Now, why is fiber important? Fiber is important because it helps our guts and the gut and the vagina talk to each other. The gut is what has good and bad bacteria in it. But a lot of good bacteria that can help you not to feel bloated, that can help you to have normal and healthy bowel movements. If your gut is not healthy, if it's not getting, the fiber is what feeds that bacteria that sits in our gut. And the more fiber we get, not too much at one time, and don't try and go up to 30 grams a day if you typically only get five grams a day. Don't try and do that slow and steady improvement because the gut doesn't like quick changes slow and steady wins the race so the bacteria in our gut needs to eat bacteria are living organisms they need to eat just like we do and so fiber which is the stuff that we can't really break down when you start chewing a carrot and you chew and there's this that chewy stuff that you just can't get rid of you can't break that down anymore that's fiber and so avocado has a lot of fiber in it that can help to feed the gut and that bacteria that can help to regulate our bowel movements The less strain we have when we poop, the better it is for our vagina because the posterior wall of the vagina, the back wall of the vagina blends with the front wall of the rectum. So when we're pushing and straining and pushing and straining to poop, that can over time weaken the vaginal wall, which can contribute to prolapse. 
It can contribute to pelvic floor muscle weakness. If we're straining, this could increase our chances for hemorrhoids and vaginal fissures. And so your gut health is paramount to your vaginal health and many other reasons as well. But for now, that's what I want you to know. Avocado is also high in fat, natural, healthy fat. Now, I'm not talking about the fat that comes on the fried chicken, the fat that comes in the bacon. I'm talking about plant-based fat which is so good for you. And especially if you have painful periods, going to want to get those healthy forms of fat from avocado. Just half an avocado a day or maybe even every other day would be a great amount to start with. Now, I want to let you know that I'm not a dietitian. I am not a nutritionist. I'm just letting you know my five favorite foods that I like to prioritize in my diet. And also just based on the science and the research from these different nutrients that are found in these foods. So avocado is bursting with fiber and good fat. Salmon is number three. Salmon. I love salmon. Every time I cook for my boyfriend, I literally make the same exact thing. Don't come for me. Don't come for my life. Do not judge me. I am not the person I would like to be when it comes to the kitchen. I would love to get in there more and diversify my meals. But listen, I literally cook almost the same thing for him every time I cook for him. And he gasses me up. He's, babe, this tastes so good. Oh, my gosh. So, of course, I'm going to make it again. I'm like, okay, (laughs) I'm going to make it again. So I make for him all the time. And I love this meal myself. I make salmon broccoli and sweet potato it is so easy you put them in the oven all of all three can be put into the oven and this is a an amazing balanced meal that can support your vaginal health and also support your penile health it's just good for the body and especially good for our sex organs omega-3s fat helps to make hormones so omega-3 is an oil it's a fat that is found in fishy foods it's found in chia seeds right It's found in nuts, all of that. But salmon has a very high amount of omega-3s. So salmon is a great source of it, okay? So that's why I love salmon, but also because it's high in protein. And like we already talked about, your vaginal wall is primarily made up of collagen and protein. So it helps to support that vaginal wall. And the healthier the vaginal wall is, the easier it will be to lubricate and to support muscle contractions. So the vaginal wall is a muscle. It is a muscle that is made primarily of collagen, which is protein. So salmon has a lot of omega-3s, which can help support fighting pain. And also it can help support um, the production of hormones like estrogen, testosterone, and so forth. Okay. Next on the list is almonds. Y'all, I love almonds. They taste so good in my cereal, taste so good in oatmeal. And the reason why I'm telling you about almonds is because they're high in magnesium. Again, this is just one of the foods that can be found in my e-guide that I wrote last year, 50 foods for your vagina. And I tell you why you should be eating them and what they can do for pelvic health, vaginal health, sexual health. So one of the, one of the foods in there is almonds. Number Number four. Now, almonds is number four again because of the magnesium, and we need magnesium to relax, to fight anxiety. We even need magnesium to help with our vitamin D absorption. And vitamin D is similar to a hormone that helps with our bones and helps us to ovulate. It helps us to maintain our our periods and all of that. So if you're having irregular periods, you might want to think about going to your doctor to check up on your vitamin D levels. Check up on your vitamin D levels. Magnesium, y'all listen to this. If you haven't been listening so far, magnesium is required to make hyaluronic acid. Hyaluronic acid 
is this substance that can hold up to, I think, more than a thousand times of one molecule of water. So it's like this jelly type of substance that can hold and suck up water. Hyaluronic acid is needed in our vagina. That's going to help us to lubricate, get the drip that we need. So the more magnesium you're getting in your diet can help support your skin hydration, your vaginal health, your lubrication, and your mental health. Some of y'all are really constipated and really anxious. And magnesium can help you with that. It can help you to fall asleep at night. So magnesium supplements obviously are an option, but I'm talking to you about getting magnesium from actual food right now. So almonds are going to be good for that. Sometimes I just get a handful of almonds and throw it in my cereal. Or I might get some sliced almonds and put it on top of some peanut butter bread. Don't judge me. Some of y'all are like, ew, peanut butter bread. Yes. So Number one, blueberries for vitamin C and your antioxidants to fight disease, to fight infertility, to fight pain, all of that. Avocado, bursting with fiber, super high in fiber. So if you're constipated or have gut issues, this may be something for you to consider. And high in fat, which can help with period pain and helping us to manufacture our hormones. Salmon, again, is very high in omega-3s, which has been shown to support vaginal lubrication. And then we just talked about almonds and many other foods are also high in magnesium. But for right now, I'm telling you about almonds. Let's start there. Lastly, but definitely not least, is chickpeas. Chickpeas is a plant-based form of protein. It's like a bean or a legume, and it's the garbanzo beans. Y'all, chickpeas is what people use to make hummus. And if you like hummus, then really you like chickpeas. So this is a bean or a legume that has fiber. All plant-based forms of protein come with fiber too. So if you're getting most of your protein from meat and flesh, that doesn't have any fiber in it. And you need 26 to 30 grams of fiber a day. And I'm not here to make you become vegan or vegetarian. So calm down before you get defensive. Where are my meat eaters at? I still eat meat, right? I eat meat. So I'm not coming for you, but I do want you to know that meat does not have any fiber. And it's the fiber that feeds the bacteria in our gut. So that's going to be important. Chickpeas have fiber, but they also have a lot of protein. One cup of chickpeas has like over 20 grams of protein. So even if you have a half cup of chickpeas, that is going to be so good for you. Remember, our vaginas need protein. And we don't really need more than like 20 to 30 grams of protein in one meal. Our bodies can't even process much more than 30 grams of protein in one meal. So if you're eating an excessive amount of protein in one meal, your body is not really getting the benefit from that. All right? So chickpeas... Look it up, get into it, get your hummus. You can cook it. You can do whatever you want with it. There's so many recipes online of what you can do with your chickpeas. But I want to share with you this last thing about plant protein. If you are someone like myself who has polycystic ovarian syndrome and you have difficulty with ovulation or you're trying to get pregnant and you are struggling with infertility or you just want to support your body, you just want to support your body. You're not trying to fix anything. You're just trying to nourish You're just trying to nourish that body. Let me tell you something about plant protein. There was a study that was done. It was published in 2008 by the American Journal of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. And they looked at protein intake and ovulatory infertility. What this means is that people who are having a difficult time getting pregnant because they're not ovulating. They're not dropping the egg. You need the egg to drop from your ovaries so that the sperm can meet that egg. But if you're not dropping the egg, 
then there is no egg to be fertilized and therefore we can't get pregnant or we can't get pregnant naturally. Okay, so this study done in 2008 looked at protein intake and ovulatory infertility, which is the most common form of infertility. And it happens a lot to women and people with PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome. So they looked at over 18,000 married women without a history of infertility. So up until this point, they had not been diagnosed with infertility, but they were all attempting to become pregnant. And what they found was that on follow-up, 438 women reported that they were not ovulating. So they were not getting pregnant because they were not dropping that egg every single month. What they found was that if they consumed just 5% of their total energy from food from vegetable protein, as opposed to animal protein, that was associated with a 50% lower risk of ovulatory infertility. I'm going to say this one more time because so many of us are struggling with ovulation, getting pregnant and all of that. What they found, this study looking at over 18,000 women trying to get pregnant for the 438 women who were not ovulating and they therefore got infertility and were not getting pregnant. If they consume just 5% of their total energy, just 5% of the food that they're getting from vegetable protein instead of animal protein, their chances of ovulating was 50% different. There was more than a 50% lower risk for ovulatory infertility. So this decreases your risk of not being able to ovulate if you start eating more plant protein. So that is why I'm talking to you about the chickpeas. That's why I'm talking to you about the almonds because yes, it has protein, but it's plant protein. And animal protein typically has higher levels of protein. So let's just be honest. It's easier to get more protein from animal-based sources but they also come with a lot of other things that we may not want, like things that can cause inflammation and, and perpetuate disease and stuff. So listen up, get your vagina foods. These are my five fave foods for vaginal lubrication, ovulation, and fertility. Even if you're not trying to get pregnant, you want to support your vaginal health. And these are five ways that you can do it by getting these five foods in your diet as much as you can. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that y'all enjoyed this episode. If you want to hear more about vaginal nutrition and things that you can eat to support your vaginal health, then leave me a five-star review and then let me know. Hey, I love this episode and I would love to hear more about things that I can eat to support my sexual wellness, my pelvic floor fitness, and my sexual health. So leave me a review on this podcast, five-star review, and let me know if you enjoyed this episode. And then tell me if you want to hear more about foods for your vagina, okay? These foods, again, can support your sexual wellness, your pelvic floor fitness, and your vaginal health. Thank you all for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy this episode, let me know with a five-star review. Just let me know you love this episode and you want to hear more about vagina foods because I love talking about this. So I can't wait to release another episode for y'all next Monday. Make sure you come back. Bye. Bye.